On this episode of Fantasy NFL Today, we've run out of teams to break down from the AFC East, but don't worry, I'm going to review our robust running back draft strategy by giving you my top 10 running backs in order that you should be targeting for your fantasy drafts as we head into the 2021 season. So with that, here we go. Welcome to Fantasy NFL Today, presented by HoopBall. Today is Friday, July 16th. I am your host, Anthony Germain. You can find me on Twitter at the Talking Sunday handle. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G, Talking Sunday, all one word, on Twitter. And a happy Friday to everyone. I hope everyone has a great weekend planned out. But before we get to that, I have a great show for you here today. We covered the AFC North and the AFC East last week, and we'll be sure to jump into the AFC South next week. But for today's show, I wanted to share with you my top 10 running backs heading into the 2021 fantasy football season. And the reason I want to do this is because if you're following my draft strategy, you're going to want to go robust RB. You want to take as many high quality running backs as you can get within the first five rounds. If you can get a running back in round one, running back in round two, and still get a premium running back in round three, I highly recommend you do that. If there is no premium running back left in round three, take your premium wide receiver there and we'll pick up a third running back by the time we get to the fifth round. So these are 10 running backs all worthy of the first round pick and if you're lucky you might be able to possibly score two of them by snagging another one in the second round. That is our goal here to get two premier stud running backs to build that foundation. You want your infrastructure to be able to withstand that earthquake if one goes down it's okay we can survive because we have another one or possibly two other backs that we've prepared for this type of situation we have the non-perishable food here on fantasy nfl today we have the flashlights we have the water bottles we have the medical kits on fantasy nfl today we are prepared for that disaster when it strikes Everybody will be knocking on our doors looking to trade some goods because they weren't prepared for the disaster. Their house has caved in on itself and now they're looking at us for help. So again, these are my top 10 running backs in order, but all worthy of a first round grab and you should be able to get two of them because somebody in your league or a few people in your league are going to take wide receivers possibly a tight end and possibly a quarterback within the first round so if you feel unlucky because you're drafting at pick 10 11 or 12 overall one of these 10 running backs should be available for you and like i said you might even be able to grab a second one so with that here we go number 10 alvin kamara huh The number one overall running back in half-point PPR is the number 10 in your rankings? Alvin! 
is a great running back, but there's a couple Simons and Theodores I value much higher this season. Kamara finished the 2020 year with 1,688 all-purpose yards and 21 touchdowns. But jingle jingle said Chris Kringle as Alvin went dashing through the night as a one-horse soap and sleigh with one little red shoe and one little green shoe. Alvin slid down the chimney and delivered six nice presents for all the good little boys and girls who rostered him last season. Six tasty touchdowns during that one Christmas game was enough to deliver championships for most and skew those stats just enough. So for all you naughty boys and girls that are thinking about selecting him as high as your RB4, you may want to think again. You most likely won't be disappointed if Kamara is on your fantasy team in 2021. The ceiling is just more of a question than it's been in the past. The problem, well, as you probably know, Drew Brees has hung up the cleats, and without him, we've seen Kamara's production dip significantly with other quarterbacks like Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill under center. Enough to the point where he's averaged out as only the 19th best running back option without Drew Brees. But we're not drafting him to be the 19th best on Sundays. We're drafting him to be top five. He's coming off a pinnacle year in both yards and touchdowns, so check your list twice as you may just end up with a lump of coal. Number nine, please stop knocking this man down because he will get up again. You don't ever want to keep him down. Nick Chubba Wamba. Even when missing four games and Kareem Hunt being a pest, he still broke 1,000 rushing yards while averaging over 100 yards per game. He's the purest runner in the NFL with great vision, and that offense is predicated off a strong and heavy Kevin Stefanski rushing attack. Now, he comes in at nine because of Kareem Hunt's knack to be the goal line back, but Chubb is still worth a first-round pick based off his constant usage from a week-to-week basis. He still scored a career-high 12 touchdowns after missing four games, and if he scored 14 to 16 touchdowns last season, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. He does it all. He takes a whiskey drink. He takes a vodka drink. He takes a lager drink. He takes a cider drink. Don't worry too much about Kareem the Dream and go get you some Chubba Wamba in the first round. Oh, Nicky boy, Nicky boy, Nicky boy. Number eight. You down with JTT? Yeah, you know me. You down with JTT? Yeah, you know me. Jonathan Taylor, and unfortunately, I'm not speaking of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and his dreamy eyes from the 1990s, but Jonathan Taylor, the physical freak that was the talk of the town for years in college football. JT has all the tools you're looking for at the NFL level for a running back. He played in 15 games, started 13 of them once Marlon Mack went down with a season-ending injury, and accumulated 1,468 all-purpose yards with 12 touchdowns. Just a phenomenal rookie campaign. Now, Marlon Mack is back and everyone is scared? Of what? Who's Marlon Mack, a fourth-round pick out of South Florida who was listed as a third-string running back during his rookie campaign behind Frank Gore and Robert Turbin? This is the guy we're worried about diminishing the value of the great almighty Jonathan Taylor who averaged 2,000 rushing yards per season in Wisconsin? Ah, call me when you wake up from your nap. 
I understand that this will still be a split back approach on this offense, but the true workhorse guys are rare, which is why I have him here at eight and below my guy at seven. He's still worth a first round pick based off the sheer talent and having full control of that backfield. I'm also looking for Carson Wentz to have a bounce back campaign, which should boost JT's value as well. I think we may see JT struggle early with the defense disrespecting Carson Wentz's game, playing up closer and stacking that box, but as the season rides out, Taylor should harness the power of the sun and go completely parabolic on the league. Don't listen to what the naysayers are telling you and go get you some JTT. Yeah, you know me. Number seven, Cam Green Acres is the life for me. That's Cam Akers, and the only reason he gets the nod here above Jonathan Taylor is because head coach Sean McVay had stated publicly that Akers could be their every down back. I think he misses having that Todd Gurley type back, that true bell cow he can really rely on. And of all the backs on this team, Akers has the physical stature to be exactly that. Akers finished 2020 as the Rams' workhorse back, posting snap rates at 63 79, 61, 66, 72, and 96% in his final six games of the season, so that Akers takeover has already begun. When healthy and given the chance, he absolutely crushed it, especially towards the end of the season and the playoffs. In the wildcard game against division rival Seattle Seahawks, he ran for 176 rushing yards and one touchdown, followed that up with a divisional round match against the Packers where he accumulated 96 all-purpose yards with a touchdown. When players finish a season like this, it is always a strong indicator, at least in my world, of what we should expect for them the following season, especially a young player. The only reason he's not higher on this list is because of Daryl Henderson, who's a pretty good back. He will definitely eat into this workload a bit, but it shouldn't be as bad as Jonathan Taylor's with backs like Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack. So don't be afraid to draft Cam Green. Acres is the life for me. Go get him, and it's okay to give yourself some retro Todd Gurley expectations. Go on and do it and giddy up. Oh, we're having fun now. Number six, Najee Harris, the rookie running back on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh my God, what is this guy talking about? You're an idiot. Look, Najee Harris is going to be the guy. He comes from an Alabama running back pedigree. He's six foot one, 332 pounds. In 2019, he accumulated over 1,500 all-purpose yards and 20 touchdowns. In 2020, he accumulated just under 1,900 all-purpose yards and 30 touchdowns. 30. That's 50 touchdowns in two years. Yeah, he's good. And he's it. He's the guy. There's no threat to Najee Harris like there is with a Cam Akers or like there is with a Jonathan Taylor. Benny Snail? Benny Smell? Oh, Benny Snell. That guy. Yeah, not a threat. Anthony McFarlane, Kalen Balazs. These are the guys that we're looking at. These are the guys that you're worried about. These are the guys that are holding us back. No, we're not worried about them. We're worried about their offensive line. Their offensive line sucks. Everyone likes to point out the poor offensive line in Pittsburgh, but Harris has high-end receiving ability, who recorded over 700 receiving yards during his time with the Crimson Tide. 
If you look at other backs like an Austin Eckler or a Miles Gaskin, who also played behind atrocious lines, they still produced at a high level when on the field. Remember, they took Najee Harris in the first round. That is frowned upon in NFL circles today. Mocked. Teams are mocked that do that. They're written fantasy articles, written NFL articles, analytical articles about how you do not draft a running back in the first round. The Pittsburgh Steelers said, shut your mouth. We're doing it anyway. And I like that. I actually love that. Leaders, wolves, not sheep. And it's very telling. I'm telling you right now, his workload is going to be off the charts and they are going to feed this man like a poor Christian McCaffrey. You heard me say it, which is why I'm actually lower on all of these Pittsburgh receivers this season. Father Time has caught up with Ben Roethlisberger, and Najee is certainly going to be there for those quick outs or that safety blanket when the heat is on. And once that ball is in Najee's hands, oh, baby, silky smooth. Watch out. Do not be afraid to take Najee early if he doesn't already get vaulted up those boards as we get closer to our drafts. Number five, Dalvin Cook, the captain, Captain Cook, the only one to steer the ship is the captain, and yes, he lets Madison take the wheel for a quick little nap, but he's the captain, so look at him now here at number five. Cook still hasn't made it through a full season, but none of that mattered last year. He finished the 2020 season with career highs just going over 1,900 rushing yards and a whopping 17 touchdowns. Ooh, there it is again, the pinnacle year. And with pinnacle years, there's only room to come down, down, down. Don't mess around. He still has injury concerns with those twig little legs he has, and he's coming off a mostly healthy year. So I think he's due to blow a tire here soon. Minnesota should still run the same zone run scheme as Gary Kubiak's son, Clint Kubiak takes over offensive coordinator duties. Even with injury concerns, he's still a top five pick. Just cross your fingers, hold your breath, and hope you didn't board the RMS Titanic because that captain didn't make it. Number four, Derek Henry. It's hard to not take a player because you think he's going to get hurt, but he has had a massive usage over the last two seasons with 303 carries in 2019, followed by a monster workload of 378 carries last season. There is data out there that will back up either an injury or a down year the following season with that type of workload. Stocks are certainly down on Henry, so buyer beware, but it's a tough pass. I have him ranked over Dalvin Cook because of his sheer size and durability so far. He's the steed in the stable, the stud. He's the big dog. Dog, don't pass on the big dog because you're scared he's going down to the pound. Henry may be the exception here. He's six foot three, 247 pounds with a body mass index in the 70th percentile. He's built like a brick house, and there's really nothing we should be scared of. So go get the big dog, dog. 
Number three, Christian McCaffrey. White Lightning, primed for another big season as offensive coordinator Joe Brady said his mindset is unchanged on Christian McCaffrey's role ahead of 2021. CMC gets way too much volume to not be a top three pick. He's an absolute fantasy monster when healthy and produces consistent points on a week-to-week basis more than anyone else in fantasy football. In 2019, he touched the ball over 400 times, 287 of those being carries. Now, that's not close to the workload Derrick Henry received with his 378, but Derrick Henry isn't 5'11 and weighs 200 pounds. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. If I have a top three pick, I'll be super stoked to have him, but the only reason I have him at three and not one is because of his size and overusage. The risk lowers his value for me. Number two, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Let the big boy eat. Coming off his first down season, he is due for a big time boost. Lots of weapons in Dallas to go around. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup line up on the outside to open that backfield up all while still having one of the better offensive lines in the league. He has consistently produced as a floor 1,400 rushing yard back throughout his career when playing a full season until last year. His career average over five seasons is 117.5 all-purpose yards per game. The offense still runs through Zeke no matter what they tell you. I'm not scared of Tony Pollard, and neither should you be. Jerry Jones has roughly 90 million reasons for the Cowboys to continue to treat Elliott as their three-down workhorse. So let's go ahead and consider last year to be a fluke, and with a healthy Dak Prescott back in the fold, we should look for a major, major rebound from Ezekiel Elliott. Nom, 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 nom. And number one, Saquon Barkley. He's just the guy. I mean, have you seen this man's quads? Let's not forget what a physical freak say quad Barkley really is. He burst onto the scene in 2018, starting all 16 games and went for over 2,000 all-purpose yards with 15 touchdowns during his rookie season. 2019 started 13 games and accumulated over 1,400 all-purpose yards with eight touchdowns before being struck with an unlucky high ankle sprain, and then last year, he only made it through two games before tearing his ACL. The offense will go through Barkley. There is no one else on this team to challenge him, and I know that offensive line is bad, but they've added some speed to the offense by drafting wide receiver Kadarius Toney and adding a premier wide receiver in Kenny Galladay on the outside to alleviate some pressure up front. I'm not worried about injuries with him as the high ankle sprain was more unlucky than anything else and the ACL tear is almost like a rite of passage in the NFL these days. Barkley doesn't have a checkered past when it comes to injuries and he was never hurt during his three seasons with the Penn State Nittany Lions. I honestly think this is more of a string of unluckiness than an injury prone player based off his physical physique. And with the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, Anthony Germain selects Saquon Barkley. Well, that's our show for today. To review my top 10 running backs in order are number one, Saquon Barkley. Number two, Ezekiel Elliott. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. Number four, Derrick Henry. 
Number five, Dalvin Cook. Number six, Najee Harris. Number seven, Cam Akers. Number eight, Jonathan Taylor. Number nine, Nick Chubb. Number 10, Alvin Kamara. Now, I know this draft order might seem a little different from what you're used to, but that is the point of this podcast. We are rearranging the cookie cutter cheat sheets, and I'm giving you my personal opinion of how they should be based off risk, based off pinnacle years, based off opportunity, based off volume. All these things have gone into this top 10 list. I hope you follow it. And like I said, if you feel unlucky because you got a pick at the back end of your draft, there is a high probability that you can get two of these backs. No problem. I would actually throw in on top of that at number 11, Antonio Gibson and number 12, David Montgomery. Yes, David Montgomery. So that's our show for today. I will stop rambling. I will let you go out and enjoy your weekend. Just something to think about here when we're starting to discuss our robust RB strategy. And I just given you my top 10 guys that can really, really lay the foundation of your house with these top 10 running backs. These are the guys you're looking to target. Everyone have a great weekend and I will talk to you again on Monday.